Once again, welcome to the podcast of the Practical Rambling Fathers. My name is Father Tae Hong, and joined here by Father Brian Mulligan. Mulligan. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to us. And so, after going through the seven sacraments, we decided it'd be awesome to go uh, into the history of the Church Fathers. Now, there's, there's a lot to offer there, but so we decided for this particular podcast is to first explain who are the church fathers, what they offer to us, and what's our kind of initial reactions and uh, reactions to the church fathers. So before we begin, who are the church fathers? There's a huge list of them. But some of the big names you probably heard are Irenaeus, St. John um, Chrysostom, Justin the Martyr, you know, just different <clears throat> ones. But who are these men within the Catholic Church during this time? They were contemporaries of the apostles. So they were the ones that lived firsthand in the beginnings of the early Christian church. They saw what was going on. They wrote profusely. Like they wrote a lot. And what's beautiful about the church fathers is you see the integration of sacred tradition and sacred scriptures. Like these men understood their calling. A lot of them were presbyters or priests. So when they preached and when they wrote letters, you, you could see the love of God and the love of his word through their writings, because they reference a lot of scriptures. So that's who they are. These are a group of men who have a lot to offer to the church. A lot of them have been declared saints because of the work they've done, um, and also considered doctors of the church too. Some of the church fathers are doctors of the church. So we're, we can talk about the next question. Is why should we look at the church fathers? What are the benefits of reading some of their works? Right, so some of the benefits, they essentially talk about the theological elements um, of who Jesus is. They try to get to the bottom of what it is uh, through scripture um, and through the tradition. And they're not um, shy about calling it as it is and um, doing things like that. So basic tenets, they get to topics um, of who Jesus is. Uh, who Mary is, yep. uh, the Eucharist, the real presence of the Eucharist, the sacraments. Um, they talk about all those different things and um, have that basis. And they they supersede, and we'll talk about that eventually. But um, they talk about um, those different tenets. But one of the things is, is they use... Scripture and they use real life and they use their own intellect and that of the consensus around. Although they're not infallible in their own teaching, but the consensus is generally uh, there. You can see uh, the positions advancing through the different letters and the different things. They also did a lot of commentary work Correct. on the gospel, well, not on the gospels, but on the letters, and once when the gospels were written and out there. Um, even on the Gospels, but a lot on the Psalms um, yeah. and a lot on other topics. Correct. Well, that's a good point. When, when we're talking about the different tenets or beliefs of the Catholic faith, we can actually group some of these church fathers into different time periods, right? Like, for example, the, the, the Ante or the Ante Nicene period. So it's before when the Nicene Creed was started. Before that, it was the Apostolic Fathers. Yes, correct which were Clement and Polycarp and a whole bunch. And then it was mm -hmm. anti. 
Oh, yeah, 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 correct. I stand corrected. So, I'm not good at remembering the different titles. The Apostolic first, and the Antinocene. And so, it goes back to what, to what Father Brian was talking about. Is they wrote about real issues. So, for example, um, the biggest issue was the thought of, how could God possibly become man? And then, if, if God became man, and that's Jesus Christ... How do we know that, right? And so there's a lot of issues concerning that. Was he truly born, you know, under a woman, under the law? And so it's quite amazing, given what they had at the time and what the church taught, they wrote amazing things. And the way that they explained things of their theology was way ahead of their times. And that's why we still go back and use those as a reference point of, okay, so that's what the church believed during that time. And why is it so necessary? And how have we continued to to rely on that truth? And how how are we presenting it back into the times now today? Because the truth is still the truth; it doesn't change. Right. So it happened. So the anti before Nicaea, before we had the Nicene Creed. Um, so they were writing up until thirty three twenty five A.D. So it was the 325 AD that they'd been writing up to. They're still trying to figure out exactly what Father Ted was saying there. Who Jesus is, who Mary is. Is Jesus adopted by the Son is, or by the Father? Is he a lesser God um, who became flesh? I mean, they are, they are asking some huge, profound uh, questions. <laughs> and they're trying to wrestle with one another uh, and with the Holy Spirit to figure out what exactly does it mean. Are we saved if he's adopted? We're not saved. If he's another God, we're not saved. Uh, if he's both God and man, then we uh, have a shot at being saved. Um, and then right after that, there's the post-Nicaea. So the post-Nicaea, luckily by then we had the creed. Uh, and so the creed kind of gives us, it hasn't been changed much since then. Um, okay, it hasn't, there's been a few things. I don't want to say added to it, but yeah. there's been a few things that have been more clearly seen um, since the Nicene Creed, but, um, but they had the foundation, right? So Scripture is kind of crazy. Uh, you can read Scripture, and you can find whatever narration you want in it, and that's some of the problems of the early church. Uh, we were trying to figure out what it meant, but we didn't have a compass. We didn't have a way of saying, okay, this is what we believe, this is how we're going to read this, but um, now we have a compass, because we have scripture, but we also have this guiding principle um, to help us navigate scripture, and the post-Nicene Creed Fathers, post-Nicene Council Fathers, really helped do that and solidify a lot of things, including scripture itself and what are considered in the canon of scripture. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal to have the Nicene Creed. But it is. Kind of like what Father Brian said. Before, when the church got really organized, it was tough, right? Because people were praying with the scriptures, and they were talking about what they felt and prayed with the scripture. But how do you take all everyone's opinions, right? And try to come up with the standard. And so, thanks to the work of the early church fathers and the Christians at that time, and the popes, and, and the priests, that they prayed, came together, had this council, and that we need a guiding principle, and that's the creed. The creed is probably the best way, if you were to explain the, our faith to someone, 
show them the creed, step by step, what does it mean to believe in one God, right? And so because it addresses all the other different issues, right? Is the Trinity three gods mean to one, like a transformer? No, it's not. I believe one God. Right. Even uh, though they have different things, they're not just a, a God named by their functions. It's so much more complex. And then to make life even more difficult for these guys, uh, they're being persecuted, so it's not a legal religion. And so there's a whole bunch of uh, persecution going. So Justin Martyr is one of them. Irenaeus is one of them. Irenaeus writes about his... Um, it's probably one of my favorites on his feast day. Irenaeus writes about uh, him being the wheat for the Lord, being gnashed by... Ignatius. The yeah, Ignatius, sorry. Yeah. Being... Um, Gnashed by the teeth of the lion, and if the lion doesn't come after me, I'm going to go and provoke him myself because the Lord's calling me to martyrdom, and this is how I'm going to do it. Da, 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 da. So let me go, let me die the way I want to die. So let me die the way I'm called to die, and if I talk in a week that I don't want to die, don't believe me because I'm not in my right mind because this is what the Lord's asking of me. And then you have Felicity and Perpetua, too. You have the stories of. Felicity and Perpetua, who are in the Roman canon, um, the Eucharistic one prayer, um, and their martyrdom, and how they were killed. Story. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we had the privilege of reading a lot of them um, while we were at Sacred Heart. But the reason, and the reason why we're so excited to present you this topic of the Church Fathers is that they offer us a lot. Right, so you know, we all we have we all had those questions, and those deep questions that we pondered and struggled with our faith. Well, guess what? The church fathers did the same, and they have a lot to offer us. My favorite one is, is Saint John Chrysostom, because he writes so beautifully about the priesthood in a very realistic way. And then when I, when we when Paul Brian and I were studying in Detroit, you know, it was a good prayer exercise as you're reading through these church fathers. I was asking, we were asking ourselves, am I doing what what the duties of the priesthood are, you know, right? And a lot of these church fathers, they were hardcore. It, it was not wishy-washy of like, you know, I'm oh, Catholic. Yeah. You know, like, like what Father Ryan said, with Ignatius, he was very vivid. Let me be gnashed and broken like chaff. <laughs> For the Lord. For the Lord. Yeah, I'm not afraid, so just please let me go, right? Are, are we asking you to be um, seeking out martyrdom? No. What we're asking you is to deepen your faith by reading these church fathers and asking the grace of some of these saints to give me courage to live up my faith like you did. And perhaps there might be one that really pulls at your heart and makes you really wonder about your faith and when you want to pray with it. So for me, it was St. John Chrysostom about the different aspects of the priesthood because even then, my, my idea of the priesthood was being reshaped when I read these things and brought it uh, to the Lord. So, so please stay tuned. Um, the other thing in the last encouragement that I really enjoy the Church Fathers is they go before the Reformation and they go before the Renaissance. Um, and so there's a... Because right around that time, spirituality and religion and scripture kind of... And that's why they pack such a punch when you read them... Um, is because they use everything. They use real life, spirituality, uh, religion, and scripture all in one. And they're supposed to, those are always supposed to be entailed. But they became their own sciences just because the church had been around for 1,500 years by then. So because of that, they 
uh, became their own sciences. And, and, and you take that way too far nowadays, you can, people will say, I'm religious, or I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. That, that literally would not make sense to these church fathers. They'll say, you don't believe. Like, you have nothing. Like, that doesn't make any sense, because it's scripture, it's tradition, it's uh, the church, it's religion, it's spirituality, it's your intellect, it's everything combined, it's your daily life. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I go to Mass, but other than that, you know. Correct. So, they really just try to, they, they push the envelope of, like, you either need to be a saint or not. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so they're awesome to read. Um, yeah. But then, right, and that's why, that's why I love, I like, that's one of the reasons why I like reading them, is because it gets before those things started being, I don't know, want to say, just naturally kind of started pulling apart from each other. Mm -hmm. um, so. And you mentioned a good point, Father Brian, right? is because we're living in a very scientific world. We try to really analyze everything. Well, that was the other thing. It was before the Reformation, or the Renaissance, which is, you know, the Enlightenment. Yep. So, yep. it's before scientism took over. Correct. So, what both Father Brian and I are encouraging you to do is when you take the time to reach the church fathers, be humble. Say, all right, Lord, I'm going to put everything that I know to the side, and what are you <laughs> trying to teach me through this writing? Because sometimes the biggest hang-up of knowing the church fathers is we can easily discount them, saying, well, that's your opinion, right? The typical excuses of our time, that's your opinion. How do I know this is true, right? Well, if we keep, if we keep using the scientific method to only find what we want, is <laughs> that really seeking the truth? No, it's not. And that's why when the church fathers came about, thank God for their humility and their courageousness to really pray and come up, prayerfully allow the Holy Spirit to help them come up with the Nicene Creed. Like Father Brian said, it was the way of life. Right, so when you profess that creed, you better live that out, right? That's why we're so excited to present you to this because baptism nowadays is like a quick class, right? Especially with infant baptism. We, we're glad that it's happening, but at the same time, as a lot of people are losing what would have happened back in the early church fathers. It took three plus more years, and you weren't baptized as a baby. right? The first year, you were exposed to different parts of the Christianity, and you were presented the creed. We tell you, like, read this. You may not get it, but this, this contains all of, the, all of the faith of what we believe in the Catholic Church. You pray with it, you live it, and you live with someone like a, a, an apprentice. You live in a community that lives and breathes, you know, the truth of who Jesus is. And so for them, you you profess Jesus not only word, deeds, and action, but the way you live your life. So once again, it, it hits hard up. I'm spiritual. What? What? I can't even say it because it's ridiculous. What? I said I'm spiritual, but not religious. For them, it's, how could you? Because you're, then you're denying Christ. You either believe Him or you don't. If you believe Him, then you're going to live your life according to what He wants. But if you don't believe Him, then I don't say you believe Him at all. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like this is why I love reading Church Fathers. They get me hot up! Yeah, you're getting hyped. St. Therese of uh, Lesseux said, we just got the coffee mug from Coffee with the Saints. She goes, you're either a saint or you're not. Amen. You're either all or you're nothing. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Therese. Pray for me, please. That's a huge wake-up call. That's, that's awesome, though. 
Uh, so good. So these church fathers helps us see that. They, they, they really go after the Lord with everything uh, and the bride of the church and try to help her out and get through. And most of them, most of them actually lived, lived a pretty ascetical life too. They lived out in the desert and they did a whole bunch of different things um, denying themselves so that they would go closer to the Lord uh, by fasting and praying and almsgiving. Um, they kind of lived that life um, pretty radically themselves, which is why they have so much uh, good things to say. So we're going to go through the apostolic apostolic fathers, the Antiochian, and yeah, it's Antiochian before Anti, okay, Antiochian. No, that's French. Sorry. Ante, and then the post Nicene, the post Nicene Creed. Or post Nicene Creed, post Nicene Fathers. So Correct. we'll pick three or four, talk about maybe, or we'll do this topic wise. I don't know. We haven't decided how we're going to do this. But we might do fun. topics, but we're going to be doing it for the next three or four months. I don't know. But we'll see. So other things, Father Tay and I, we've been pastors for two months now. Correct. And our podcast has been going for a year. Because our credit cards just got charged with the amount that it is to have our podcast on. So, Father Tay doesn't know that because we just put it on his credit card. Yep. Nice. So All for the glory of God. So, but this is the cool part. So, running the stats, we have 3,528 downloads as of today uh, across the world. Um which is just crazy. Tay and I didn't think more than mom and dad would listen to it, honestly. <laughs> yep, so, and our families. The fact that we got that. And then we got this for the first time ever. Virginia, California, and Connecticut are actually above Minnesota in downloads for the month here. Come on, my people from Minnesota. Where you at? That has never happened. Ever. There's never been one a state above Minnesota since we reside here so that is kind of hilarious what else do we got in all honesty though like we're just happy that you find some golden nuggets of what god wants you to discover from our podcast it's uh it's really not for glory or fame it's about you dipping your relationship with jesus and if you could do that we've done our job That's but going back to glory and fame vermont maine <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <coughs> wow. Drink water. North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Nebraska, Wyoming, Utah, and Idaho, and Hawaii are the only states that we don't have. Other than that, we have every other state. It's pretty cool. Well, we're having a lot of fun. Doing this podcast. Correct. Please pray for us. Your prayers has really helped us to continue to preach the word of God and to talk about things that we that as, that's very needed and prevalent in the world today. And we, we wouldn't be able to have this successful of a podcast without the blessing of God and your prayers. So continue to pray for your priests. Uh, they continue to be holy shepherds to lead you to the heart of the Father, especially through Jesus Christ Himself. Right. So we thank you enough so much for listening okay, to us. One more thing. 
Um, and I keep being cut off, but One because we're best friends, I'll allow you to speak. Yes. Thank you. You have the floor. Top ten in the year. Top ten. I can't even. Just go. Just say it. Top ten episodes in a year. This is so cool. I love it because this is how we originally started off. Our top ten with 162 downloads is actually ARR prayer. <laughs> which is exactly why we started this podcast. Correct. It's about prayer. It's all about prayer. Uh, starting uh, in on the intellectual virtues, 126. How to Lexio Divina, which is also one of our prayer things. How to do Alexio Divina. That was 123. Wow. Humility, obedience, and restlessness. That one we did during COVID on Wisdom Wednesday. Oh, yeah. That one has 119 downloads. Wow. Spike struck a chord with that one. Yeah. Uh, how to do rap prayer, another form of prayer. Um, 116. Inner room meditation with Father Beerman. This has 113, so another form of prayer um, in the top 10. Um, Kerygma, View of the World, 105. Uh, and then Father Beerman's Unbound, talking about Unbound, especially the 15 ways that we normally don't, why we don't forgive people. Correct. It's got 104. Intro to Meditation Prayers is 95. Mm. And with Aaron and Emily, Sacrament of Marriage comes in at number 10 at 86 downloads. That's insane. Those are the things that are needed in the world it's today. It's been only yeah. two weeks since we put that one up. Right, but this is a Christ. You, you're looking through the times where the things that, that are pulling us away from God, right? Lack of prayer, and then the dissipation of family life. Mm-hmm. That's where we get into trouble. Without Christ as our anchor, mm-hmm. all things can fall by the wayside. And then woundedness, right? That unbound, being wounded. How do I do that? Yeah. How do I view reality with the charisma, charismatic? Cool, all right, Tay. Father Tay, you can take us out. Go for yeah, it. I've been waiting for this moment. <clears throat> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I wish I had a camera so you can see my dramatic face. As He's got a dramatic face on. He's well, doing it in slow-mo, actually, with the torch. Will you let me finish? Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, thank you so much for your prayers and your support. Once again, this is by the grace of God that, that really has united both of us as priests to really branch out a ministry to preach you the truth, to give you the tools to learn, to learn, to know who Jesus is, to love Him, and to continue to be in a relationship with Him. Most importantly, stay holy. You are a gift from God, and your life is a light, as a beacon in this broken world. So continue to bring the light of Christ to others around you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Stay holy, my friends.